Welcome to the Vital Check Show. I am one of your two amazing co-hosts. We're pretty amazing. Oh my gosh. What is my name? I am Dr. Joe, what? your friendly neighborhood Is it MD. Toxic Joe? Oh no, doctor. Oh my gosh. I hope I'm not toxic. Uh, nope. I'm here hosting alongside my good, good friend. Me, DJ Critical. Hey. Hey. And today we have a special guest. We have a guest. She's family, but I'm not going to give you too much because I don't want you guys to dox her. Um, but her name is <laughs> Miss A. <laughs> Miss A. You have a lot of Miss, Mr. and Mrs. initials. Like It's just like Mr. B and then Miss A. And then yeah, you know, you got to keep it all yeah, slack. Yeah, keep a little incognito. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Exactly. <laughs> Throwing out the government You know, you got to put like that, that trench coat with the glasses. That's incognito <laughs> mode. That's, that's, my, that's my vibe. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I'm a, little, mm-hmm. I'm a little Batman. Oh, that's your favorite it. emoji? Uh, the trench coat? Yeah. No, I... I oh, barely, you like the I one with the smoke? It. I like a lot of... The, you know, what, like the... The one like... Sh- I, like I like the straight face one that's just like the oh, eyes like this like and then the too. mouth like this. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my mood most of the time. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So our humble brag, jumping right in, um, is Built for the Trenches Academy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's football season, it's fall, the air is crisp, apple cider donuts everywhere. I love apple cider donuts. Oh, and under- apple cider. Uh, no. No? Just no, the donuts? No. Just the donuts. Okay. Right. Um, which reminds me, we didn't even go apple picking this year. We did it. You yeah. asked and me. And it's actually Aww. the usual apple picking crew, guys. Mm-hmm. I think and you, you asked me, but y'all didn't set a date, did y'all? Or, no, oh, y'all no. It's just we're, we're busy folks. I might have and... somebody to bring along this time. Oh, oh man. That's yeah. unfortunate. No, it's it's fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's jacket season. So built for the trenches academy, um, founded by our dear mutual friend. We Terrell. have like some cool friends that just. I mean, I keep saying it do, show after show after show. Do a show. lot of a lot of dope things. I'm saying so. Essentially, Shout out Terrell. Yes, yes, is um, a New York City based grassroots football skills development program that combines both mentorship and leadership training aiming to provide middle school and high school football players um, an opportunity to develop and hone in their football skills because as you know the northeast we're not really known for our sports more like scholarly work right Um, Right. not really much athletics yeah you you think of the south right yeah Um, so essentially what Terrell and Built for the Trenches Academy is trying to do is they're trying to bring more awareness to New York City football so that these young kids with talent can actually showcase their skill on a more national level yeah and take them off the streets yes and we're, let me tell you guys i'm gonna need you guys to get comfortable and gals and go get a cup of tea because it's a long conversation today about the youth the youth them um but anyway so yeah so shout out to built for the trenches academy you know a lot of good work going into that um and if you can support you know go to their website do, check yes. it out if you can provide skills, monies, whatever you got, you know. Supplies, anything. time, attention, you know, just yes. go check them out, you know, spread the word, promote, all that. Yeah. So, um, it's fall cuffing season. Yeah. I think we spoke that you're now no longer cuffing, you're, you're spinning blocks. Spinning blocks. And Bow. how are we on the block right now? Um, the, the block is, the block is hot. The block is hot. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Um, the, oh boy. Um, it's it's going well. It's going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're figuring out how to um, how to navigate time. It's just time. Like she's, she's a time waits for no one. She's she's busy. Uh, she's in nursing. Oh. So you know a vigorous nursing program. Okay. 
and uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm letting, her, her. letting her do her thing, you know, just supporting. That's important, yes. And um, I, I'm still dating on the side, you know. Okay. And um, is that was that discussed? Because, you know, in other episodes we talked about setting these verbal contracts with the folks that you're, you know, committed to. So has that been discussed? Like, does she know you're still dating on the side? Um, or... Okay, yeah, we may have to we may have to just oh let gosh. just to verify okay. that but it's just it's not nothing more than, you know, just hang out, just get to know thing is it's not like really anything other than just conversation and just hanging out. The the dating stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Any suitors? Uh mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. This. Oh my. There's. Okay. There's one that just came out of nowhere. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it was an old college person that just. Oh. Popped up. So is this a theme for you? Like, are we rekindling like past flames and? I, I you know what. Um. It it seems that people are people are put in your path at different times. Hmm. So like. Previously, when when I encountered these people, like nothing never happened, and you know they. There's double negatives. Nothing ever. Nothing ever happened. Yes, thank you. Right, right. Nothing never happened. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. So. Um, As Miss A knows, yeah. one of my pet peeves about marrying into mm-hmm. my my family um, is the use of double negatives and. Like not time, never. <laughs> or, what is it? I never get nothing. Like you never, never get, get anything. anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just talk bad sometimes. Like yeah, but I mean that'll be that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so people are put in your path at different times. Uh, previously, in our walks of life, um, we just had like you know simple conversation, and, and now I was you know working, and she entered the event, and I was like, oh, I know you. And then, oh, you know, did she enter the event because she saw you post and she's like, oh, let me go see. No, it was like super random. Like, I haven't seen her in 12 years. Oh, my. Ooh, did you get butterflies? Because, you know, guys and gals, as you know, I um, love Hallmark. So to me, life is romanticized. So I try to view everything like a Hallmark movie. So <laughs> <laughs> did you feel the butterflies? Like, was it like pan in? Um, Not necessarily <laughs> butterflies, but it was like a... Oh wow, what's what's like not like an insect that's not as like butterfly? Oh, I mean it's definitely not. A it's like a, it's like a caterpillar. So you never got anything, right? Don't caterpillars <laughs> like caterpillar. crawl slowly? Like <laughs> no, but that's that's what a butterfly is before it's a butterfly. Oh, okay, so it's like pre. So you're about to flutter, but yeah, then... it was like pre premature butterflies. Okay. Yeah, and it was then... just more of a shock thing. Like oh wow, I haven't seen you in like. Forever, and then uh, you know I'm doing such a great job DJing that it just the allure, oh, you know, of, oh, of of my services while I'm on the turntables oh. just it's riveting. Oh my, okay. Yeah, so it it really engages people, and they're like, wow, and puts I, them in a trance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's what happened. So now we're just you know kicking it. All right, okay. Yeah, All right. for the for the most part, and um. Let's see. Oh, we was talking about hopeless romantic stuff. Okay, that's what that's what I was like. Leading like what? I was there was a point. Yes. Um, Hallmark and hopeless romantics. So yeah, that's part of the hopeless romantic thing. Where it's like, um, 
you know, you because in college I seen her and I was like interested, but for whatever reason she was a commuter, so she wasn't on campus. Mm. So she was like literally like go to class and like go home. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't see much of her. So you know she just drifted off in the wind. Yeah, on the L I double R. No, well she drove, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, so that's like the hopeless romantic thing I was thinking about. Like wow, like you never know, like you know. Kismet, my favorite word. Kismet. K i s m e t. It means fate. Oh, fate. Oh, there was a movie. Um, there's a Hallmark movie called Chris <laughs> Kismet Christmas. <laughs> no, I forgot what this movie was, but it was basically about fate, and it was like really good. Before the end of this episode, I'm gonna find it. Okay. I'm a, a shameless plug, cause I, I watch all those hopeless romances. My favorite movie, well, one of my favorite movies is The Notebook. Oh my gosh! I love it. I have the director's cut special edition. Oh my! With well, a, on DVD, Blu-ray. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it comes. It's a little booklet, and it has like a or actual notebook, and it has like a bookmarks and like a wow. bunch of. Oh like, wow! Check you out. Yeah, you know I'm out here. Okay. All right. Well, in more depressing news. More. Uh -oh. Why is that? <laughs> the notebook was sad. <laughs> the notebook was. Warm. I don't remember it honestly to its entirety, but I, I think I might have may have cried. I don't know. Oh yeah, it'll it's a, it's a tearjerker for sure. I'm gonna find that movie I was talking about. Proceed. Okay, so I was at my in laws yesterday with Mrs. A, and Mrs. A's mom, aka my mother in law, pulled out this article from February third of 1999 and was it in like glass or something or it's a photocopy <laughs> oh okay i was about to say like <laughs> that, that page would like withered up or something no no no, no. so it's a photocopy it, it held well um and it's like a newsletter that was mailed to like some council i don't even know um but essentially it discusses this concept of the great accountability fallacy and we're all going to put this into context because um, just a couple of days ago, the New York Times actually released this article saying that this year, for the first time ever since its inception, this National Assessment of Educational Progress, say that 20 times. National Assessment of Educational Progress. AKA, it's like the country's report card, um, pretty much said that nine-year-olds are doing Pretty bad in math. What grade is nine? Your nails look really nice, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank so. you. <laughs> in math. What grade is, is Nine-year-olds nine are fourth graders. What was I doing in fourth grade? I was, I was pretty good in math. Okay. I had Mr. Ridge. Shout out to teacher. him. Yeah, he's, no, he was like, he was, he was evil at times, but oh. it's a really big man. Oh. And he used to chew on the end of his glasses. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That was his his, his thing, yeah. He was like, he'll just be like this and just chew on it and just like point. Oh. It just stuck out. Okay, okay. carry on. <laughs> okay, Mr. Ridge. Um, and then also reading fell down. And this is again. This is in the last two years. When was it? How long is this that? Because the pandemic really. And we're gonna get into that. Uh, what's the word? Manipulated like different. Exacerbated. Yes. Oh wow, you're a teacher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a teacher word. Yes. Yes. That to the the 
scores and mm-hmm. stuff. It seems like. So uh, it seems like it's a yearly thing. Um, but the margins in which these test scores, both reading and math, fell is the largest it's ever been in 30 years. So every state, almost every state, I think, except one, saw their math scores fall. And then reading also fell. What state was that? My brother asked the same thing. I'm going to have to reread it. It's somewhere in there. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. Okay, cool. Um, but, and as with everything in this country, right, there are racial and ethnic disparities. So in math, black students lost 13 points compared with five points among white students. Um, and, right, that can go back to black and Hispanic students more likely to attend schools that are segregated in poverty. Um Apparently, those schools also stayed remote longer than the wealthier schools. So, like, we already had a divide, right? But now that divide, division, got even deeper. Um, So, Mrs. A is a seventh grade math teacher. Um, So, when we were reading this article last night, we were like, okay, tell me something new. So what is this great accountability fallacy? So it's the notion that the school alone should be held responsible for student achievement. Um, and we kind of touched on this the last time, you know, talking about the village, is, you know, should be responsible for the upbringing of children. Um, but essentially, and again, it's funny because now we're saying, oh, this country's even more dichotomized as far in a political field than ever. But this article is talking about liberals and conservative, and this is mm-hmm. late 90s. Right. So we've always had this very Issue, yeah. bipolar political fields. So they're like a, a school, like a factory turns out a product. If the product is subpar, the factory must be at fault. Right. They're saying like this is like the conservative view. Um, and they're saying that testing is the key to promoting higher standards because it will dramatize the school's weaknesses and motivate improved results by the teachers and pupil. I don't think I was ever motivated. I mean, maybe there's some self-motivation I mean, in fourth grade, but like, oh, I failed. Let me work even harder for these state exams. Well, it was, it was more so like if you didn't pass the state exam, you had to possibility of being like left back nobody wants to do that so that was kind of like the, i guess the motivation or encouragement to try and perform so you don't risk getting held back yeah maybe. that's kind of the case but still the case but i think it's more like we're now seeing that children need a little bit more than intrinsic motivation right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's not them wanting to do that now how do we get them to want to do, to it, do it for it. themselves mm-hmm. That's the question. Yeah. Right? And, like, I've always been the school of thought that, like, we got to incentivize kids to do better. Right? Like, unfortunately, like, yes, we should all have that bit of intrinsic motivation. But I think at the end of the day, right, even if you think about rearing a child, right, if you're not into the pow-pows, right? You said rearing? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? Raising. Yes. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I'm childless, so I don't it just sounded weird. But I feel like, like that's just you, a word of the community. I don't know. Why would you rear anyone? Like, what are you rearing a child? It's, okay. Uh, raising a child. Okay, cool. Um, right? If you're trying to do the whole gentle parenting thing, it's behavioral charts. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? You give stickers and you get a prize. So even from, like, young. Oh, that's part of it? Yeah. That was just, like, mean, like, words and just, like, communication. I didn't know there was, like, incentivized things 
And yeah, then, like if you potty mm-hmm. every day, we'll put a little sticker, and if you get a whole row, boom, you'll get to do why, X, Y, Z. No, why they can't just listen to you because you're, you're the parent. But that's the newest thing is the gentle parenting, right? Yeah. Like that's a fairly new concept. Mm-hmm. So now we're moving into incentivizing, whereas incentivizing wasn't a thing right. back in the day. That's right. like job. That's just, like, yeah, yeah that, do you it. Went, to, went to school to do your job as a student. Yeah. Right. It's different now. Yeah, you're a child. I'm the parent. I tell you to potty, potty. I don't have to give you <laughs> anything for obeying You sound the like rules. Our, my other dear friend who's also childless. And I'm like, I can't wait till you have your own. <laughs> because you're going to talk your vocal cords out. <laughs> yeah, well, you talk and talk and talk. If I tell you to talk. eat the food, I'm not going to say, eat the broccoli so you can get ice cream later. No, eat the broccoli because I said eat the broccoli. It's oh, a new generation. Oh, it's a new generation. <laughs> You went to a rude awakening, bro. Yeah, that's how right. I was raised. I didn't have a choice. Right, but what we're and look at seeing... me. I turned out awesome. Yes. I have <laughs> manners. Are. That's what it is. These kids don't have no damn manners because they want to be, they're looking for gifts and prizes to be a model citizen in, in the community and to obey rules. Like, oh, I'm going to obey the rules because this, not because it's the right thing to do. Right, but whose job is it to teach the manners? The parents. And they want to be gentle. <laughs> well, the, so this, I mean, gentle parenting aside, <laughs> right? I re- the, the issue is what is going on in the village, right? Mm-hmm. What's going on in the village? What is going on in school? And what is going on with that intersection, right? I think it's just like a me versus them. There was another article that I just so happened to come across. Well, it was on Instagram. But there was a, a professor in NYU, I believe, that, is getting like scrutinized for being like a hard professor. Oh, the organic chemistry teacher who got yeah, fired. And he, yeah, and then he was like, no, like y'all need to like, we're not going to coddle the students into like passing their class just because my class is reviewed as to be like a really hard class and a lot of people are failing. Like the other professors and stuff just give you easy work. And I assume that we have a vigorous course and it's an important topic. And But it's not, right? What, chemistry? Organic chemistry, it's a gatekeeper I mean, it's, it's, to go to it's medicine. Some, it's someone but it's that so takes irrelevant. It, that takes his job. So, I mean, if you want to be an organic no, chemist, it's no. important. No, it makes no sense, right? Like, presumably, it's the same topic, right? All the professors are all teaching organic but chemistry. But if that's the, if that's the why thing, is it that yours is the most because difficult? he takes it seriously and he's passionate about his chemistry. Negative. If that's you know how many subjects we take that we don't need. Yeah. So if that's the, the case, the whole educational system should be restructured. I'm not saying right. That. So it's like I feel like how it should, stands is it one. Okay. I don't think he should get fired. I feel like if, yeah. I don't. I don't. If think there's that a a student that's taking his class that thinks it's too hard for them, because obviously it's not everybody. There's some people who can do the work and they do it and they pass and they're fine. If you feel like a class is not for you, just withdraw. Mm-hmm. But then it's you're saying like a future thing. doctor, like hey, I'm gonna have this withdrawal on my record, and then you have then to then do the work. To- okay. I feel like it's a very simple. If you can't do it, then get a tutor. No. Study more. Stop Negative. watching TV. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! Stop playing your video game. Oh my goodness! Pick up a book. <laughs> and do the work. Like it's. Did not, you ever do pre med? Uh, I mean, <laughs> not really. <laughs> All right, because I wasn't playing video games. Okay. <laughs> but you, but you passed. You did it though. First of all, it was a rough, rough I, patch. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying it can't be rough. Rough. Is understandable, but it's doable. It's not impossible. You can do it. And I think that people are just used to not 
applying themselves. So when they have to apply themselves, it's like, oh my gosh, it's too hard. I don't, I don't think that's what it is, right? Because you're taking a group of type A personalities, right? Presumably, they're already self-selective. They're already like the, the doers, the right. I'm going to go hard. So you have not doers. I, I, I mean, there's a, there's a bell curve. Okay. But I think they're all generally doers, right? If you're pursuing medicine. Right. And if you, sir, are just making it difficult just because you want to be known as the teacher who, I don't think who he's fails making it, 90% of I don't, whatever it was. that Personally, I don't think he's making it difficult. I think he's actually, like, teaching them. And then the other professors, for whatever reason, like, they're just not teaching them everything they need to know. What do you feel? I actually see that in every level, level of level. education there's right. always the hardest teacher and they're the ones that get the yeah <laughs> i am so you want her. <laughs> mm. no oh, he doesn't okay. want me to get fired he that's wants right, me to right. yeah to we need teachers like that care and gives a damn about the students mm-hmm. to to teach them what they what they're here to learn not away from organic chemistry because like you said like everybody doesn't need organic chemistry but like a, a english teacher or a social studies teacher or a math teacher like I feel like if you're a little like, harder or whatever, I don't think it necessarily means that you're at fault, you're doing something wrong, and you need to belittle your curriculum to appease the people who can't really keep up. But think about it. At the end of the day, what is university? It's a business, right? That's and... why they fired them, because they was like, they're probably like losing money or or getting bad reviews. The people with deep pockets. Mm-hmm. I mean, he Their was like eighty something. He's like eighty something anyway, but he should have retired. Yeah, so it's an older mindset. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm with him though. If he has a GoFundMe, I'm gonna contribute. Yeah, we're gonna have to build a community for Critical when he has his children, um, because his children are going. They're to gonna be militant. Out. They're gonna be doers. They're gonna be, do- they're gonna be doers. They're gonna change. Those are the children that's gonna change the world. Yep, they're gonna be intrinsically motivated, right? Yes. right? They're gonna just yes. want to do it. They're gonna yes. open doors. They're gonna say please mm-hmm. and thank you. Stuff okay. that don't that's happen. That's fine. To- <laughs> Manners are okay. Uh, it's just I think we have different footing in education. No, I'm not with the coddling. I wasn't coddled. So, Mrs. A, how do how do your students like receive your sternness or your your, your discipline? So, I mean, there's a term called warm demanding, right? So there is a way to provide rigorous um, instruction, Mm -hmm. right? But also the relationship that you have with students is important too, right? Mm -hmm. right? So they need to know that even though I'm giving this to you, it's I care about you and your your success, right? right? Mm -hmm. So that's really what it's about. I'm not doing this because I just want to be mean, right? right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm doing this because I want you to get everything you can out of this so that you're the most successful person you can be. If that means that I have to, like, right now, you're silent. Like, your sounds are off so that we can get through this. I need your participation. Like, all of those things, There's there needs to be some type of structure, right? So with that being said, a lot of times that's the part that students don't like right mm. or children don't like mm-hmm. when you're when you're structuring things right mm. i want to cuz the thing the complaint is oh make your lessons more fun okay but even when i try to make my lessons more fun then there is this like opting out right mm. but then we talked about this why are they opting out the access to the material right and this might be things that they're i'm i'm not capable well not capable i am capable but I wouldn't be teaching at seventh grade, right? It's prior skills 
that they don't know, right? right? That now I'm trying to teach you on the level that I that you're in right now, Mm. but now it's okay. Well, you need to make it different for me because I can't access this. And granted, there is a way to do that, but the levels are so So drastic, drastic, right? I'm teaching seventh graders, but I have students that can be on like an algebra geometry level, but then I have students that are not, that are elementary. So it's like, Mm. how do you bridge that gap for such a large... You know, I feel like those those people that unfortunately are on a, a lower level is the one that obviously feels like it's harder Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily the case it's just that you just lack the previous skills that you needed to function properly in this grade level and also like we were we were talking about this on our way here but i find in my experience that oftentimes kids act out when there's an intellectual disability. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So how else can I deviate the attention that I... You can't one, do I don't something. know one, right. mm-hmm. know this material, but two, I can't even, like, begin to process this material right. because I have a disability. Yeah, you become mm-hmm. a... You make a distraction or you... Mm-hmm. Like you said, you're you the act clown, out. Right, right. You're the one who keeps getting kicked out, suspended, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so much energy is spent on just the behavioral issues... Right? How do you even bring it back to the educational? Everyone is tapped out. Mm-hmm. Everyone is working over capacity, and I and and that's the issue. Is is there like still like classes that are like specifically uh, for like students that are not on the same level, or they just like blend them in? So that's the whole idea is that we should be providing instruction for students, even with disabilities, to be able to learn with students, even on a higher, on, on grade level. I feel like that's not fair, though. Yeah. I, I, for neither but one, it's though. Right. But it's not right. fair to pull them out and, like, be single like, this out. is single them out and be like, oh, you're not on grade level. Like a, I didn't want to say, but like a special ed class. Right. Or we, that's not education anymore. right now right oh, okay. like we don't do that however there are ways that we do that right so during instruction if you have the capacity to do it you have another teacher in the room that can literally take students and it doesn't just it's not just students with IEPs it's students who need support right? right so maybe those are the students that go to another room or go to just for that particular lesson so we do that a lot in my school of like okay let's just and it doesn't have to be every single day mm-hmm. but that's Just part needed, of but that's right. part of it right so if i'm teaching the lesson for today and then there's other skills that you need to actually do meet, that do lesson, that lesson yeah. i really can't even do that and the lesson all in that yeah. time frame right. right so it's so many things that like we we don't have the time we don't have the the so manpower so right pressure on on teachers and it's a great like honestly i think it's the worst out. job to have right now Where's the mayor? Where's that mayor that want to be on trains and play guitars and be at clubs and and be in parades? Oh my lord! Why is he not up in that budget? Everybody want to talk about the police officer's budget. What about the teacher's budget? I mean, honestly, what is he doing? Right, you voted for him. Budgets. I, I'm not a New York City resident, so uh, I do not vote for New York City. All right, cool. uh, you're lucky. Positions, but you know, honestly, like I. I it's hard, right? You have a budget for an entire state. Obviously, New York City takes a, a, a big chunk of that budget um, because of the just the density of population that's in the city. But 
right then it's up to the mayor to decide where to put those budget cuts. Is the mayor or the governor? Is the mayor? Well, I think the governor just says, like, hey, going forward, New York City, here's your budget. Do what you please. And then the mayor kind of, like, allocates. And, the, and City them. Hall has to kind of figure out, like, what, how do we. When was the last time, like, teachers ever got, like, a, a raise or anything? That's that's a huge issue. I feel like every single time you ask me a question, it's like, oh, that's an issue, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, I would say, of course, working in DOE versus a charter school, different, different right? right. Mm-hmm. So I think the base salary for a teacher is way lower. Whether you work in either one is lower than what you actually do on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. right? Like, So I'm not just responsible for teaching students the material. I have to also manage behaviors. I have to like meet them. Exactly, right? So it's like, but we're not compensated for all of that, right? right? But we're expected expected Mm -hmm. and even like raises are dependent on what you produce, Yes, right? So that's the, right, that is an issue, right? So if like we don't even have the resources, going back to the budget, like we don't have the resources to provide for what students actually need and then we're the ones being held responsible, like that's, not fair and right it goes back to the great accountability fallacy yeah there's i had a friend i was speaking to yesterday and, and she was telling me oh she wanted to be a teacher but didn't get paid anything so she changed her whole <laughs> idea of profession and went into mm-hmm. nursing and stuff but like that's just unfortunate that being that they they're not compensated appropriately that people that probably are passionate and willing to like teach and learn and try to make a difference is that they don't want to like you know change their livelihood because of lack of pay and stuff because you have to survive yeah and that's just i mean i can speak on the city level it's contractual right so actually uft is one of the the biggest and most powerful unions we have in the city so like let's say for example like maternity leave right Mm -hmm. uft has a very unique maternity leave than the rest of the city unions um, so they have big sway and power because of they're the educators for over a million kids, mm-hmm. right? So they're a powerful group. However, everything has its restraints. You can ask for 3% raise, 4%, 5%, whatever you want. But at the end of the day, if that money's not there, they're not going to give it to you, right? right? And, and that's the unfortunate situation. But it's also like... how teachers need to get right like it's just so they how, need to get paid more how, supported more like. how differently is how different is the pay from like DOE to like charter school is it like major or so from my understanding there is a couple tens of thousands of difference in pay but the requirements for a DOE teacher like the things that you do as a DOE, t- DOE teacher and a charter school are different it's like even when we talk about like substitute teaching, mm-hmm. right? So in my school, we don't have substitute teachers. If somebody is out, you have to cover. That's part of it. Like that's part of So you have to do why, your class and their class? Yeah. Or whatever, whoever is missing at that on that day, like you might be on your own coverage. Oh. So you oh. get paid, right, for doing the long hours, for working, um, you know, covering other classes and all of that. But it's still like Covering those classes come with all the things that cover, like teaching comes yeah, well, with, and I had right? Two teachers, it was just a free day. Yeah, you ha- you saw that little roly poly <laughs> with the TV on the VCR, <laughs> right? It was gonna be a good day. I remember sometimes <laughs> it was like 
just do your homeworks for other classes. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just yeah what it was for that period. Yeah, not in charter schools. <laughs> and there and there are some big differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to a really good middle school. Oh, I know you guys are yeah. excellent students. Yeah. Philippa Schuyler. For the, for the gifted and talented, aka <laughs> IS three eighty three. Shout out to all my You're- scholar <laughs> out there. But also, like you know, for me, I went. I mean, I didn't go to an excellent middle school. I went to Roy H. Mann in Mill Basin, Brooklyn, and uh, but they had a great gifted and talented class. So my math. And again, I tell this story, no one believes me. We were called the John Hopkins program. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> I don't know if they funded this. But essentially, I had two math teachers. We all had our own workbooks, and you work at your own pace. I took tests when I wanted to. Like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I worked at my own pace. I did the, like, I literally the math teachers were there just to assist me when I had questions. So you just, like, taught yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had that. And I think, I want to say they had intermittent, like, group, like, lessons. But for the most part, everyone worked independently. Yeah, I got to high school, and I was really bad at math. Oh, and then I got to high school, I'm like, what? Wait, I got to learn at everybody else's pace? <laughs> like, hold on. Yeah, I had to go to night school one <laughs> oh, time. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, it was man. tough. It was like trigonometry. Like, what the? What? I don't even need that at yeah, all. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trigonometry. Hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, and I'm guessing, like, math now, like, is... My seventh grade math and your seventh grade math are, are two different experiences. Yes, my seventh grade math. And when I taught, it was different, right? So I had to relearn how to actually How's teach that? this way. That's right. Right? So it wasn't the same way that I grew up. I'm saying, like, saying terms, and I'm like, oh, you didn't learn that? Oh, that's not how you, because that's not how we were taught. Right, right. You know, so the curriculum is different from the way we grew up, but it's all still it's accessible mm-hmm. if students are there at that level, right? Mm-hmm. But just meeting students where they are means that you actually are not just teaching that. You're teaching Others. grade levels right. below. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's just strange that – well, not strange. But I get it that the whole factory product uh, test scores uh, would determine – so, like, if, if, if the school itself does well, like uh, – high test scores then you're more um the possibilities of you getting like a higher budget like increases or something because well like here's here's a well at least i'm gonna give you the public school side Mm -hmm. it's the saddest thing ever okay so boom you have poor performing schools right let's say your students aren't even showing up to school right because you get paid per day per student okay Per day, per student. Somehow the budget gets like that. Mm-hmm. Then let's say you have competing charter schools, no shade to Miss Mrs. A, <laughs> right? Who are now taking your higher performer students, right? Okay. From those poor schools, so now you are stuck with an underperforming school. So now what's happening is that they are kind of noticing like all the community issues and and the performance stuff, and now they're deeming schools community schools, so they tend to get a lot more funding. Um, oh, I don't know a lot. I don't know the number, but they get more but what, funding. What does the funding go to? So it depends on the t- on on what the principal deems it necessary um, to go to. So uh, and a lot of them, and to be a community school, you're partnered with a community based organization that can help you elevate your school. 
Okay. Whether that's a mental health uh, community-based organization, whether that's an after-school program because you have parents with multiple jobs, don't have um, childcare, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So it all depends on the needs of your school. However, even that is, n is not enough, right? So I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's also PTAs, mm -hmm. right? So if you ever listen to the podcast, Nice White Parents, mm -hmm. it gives you this case study of this middle school in Brooklyn in what Red Hook, I think it was, and the history mm -hmm. of that. And like this, this so these French speaking folks came to Red Hook and they wanted that school to be bilingual. And the PTA raised tens of thousands mm -hmm. of dollars just for that specific bilingual program. Hmm. Right. So there's also and then like I remember this one doctor told me like her kids public school somewhere in the Upper East or West Side, like each parent's uh, recommended donation was six grand. And what do they do with that money? They hired a chef for the school, right? So, and this is a public school, right? Where mm -hmm. we're saying like, oh, everything should be equitable. It's not. It's absolutely not. It, it, right? It, because based on the determines like on location. Where you live. Where, yeah. Mm -hmm. Redlining is still to this day segregating schools. Yeah, because even uh, my, my zone high school is known not to be a really good high school because there's more behavioral stuff just like mm. people in the community like they can't go anywhere else so they just stick their them there school, their zone school yeah mm -hmm. stick them in there i was like yeah i'm not going there yeah. yeah 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 but isn't that like the way the world is like that we're just a microcosm of what is actually happening mm -hmm. yeah right so mm -hmm. with that being said of course if we're still dealing with the like liberals versus conservatives and like Here's, you know, segregation even on the, you know, the adult side, right? Right. When we're thinking about, like, how that Trickles is for down. children yep. for children yeah. in the education system, again, that article said that we reflect our society, right? Mm. We don't shape it, right? Mm. We're ref a reflection of it, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about that, it's like, what would you, kind of what would you expect, mm. right? What, what do we want? We want a society that is that provides resources where resources are needed and things are equitable. Is society like that? No. It's a front. Because yeah, even when I'm in like moving and trying to find a new home, and I'm like, all right, like what's this school district and stuff like? Because you're gonna like seriously, raise mm -hmm. kids and stuff. I'm so, literally like, stressed really out for my daughter's pre-K. <laughs> right? I'm just like, oh my gosh, like. Literally, today I was like, there's a, so, okay, so there's programs that exist. So now we're talking about charter schools, DOE, Department of Education, public schools, and now there's independent schools. These are your private schools, right? Private schools, yes. So they're like the ones that I have never heard of growing up, mm -hmm. right? The Fieldstons, mm -hmm. the Horace Manns, like the Columbia. It's like there's, there's so many private schools, mostly concentrated in Manhattan. So there's an independent school process. So there are multiple organizations that work with black and brown communities to help them with that enter, process and enter, enter that, yeah. that process. So one of them, right, like I think the, there's three tiered membership and the more expensive one is like, wait, remember, <laughs> bro, so what happens at the bottom tier Like you don't get as much perks? Like the, It wasn't bad. And I think that's what I end up going with because it's, I think it was and that was like five hundred dollars. Right then, there's like one for like low thousands, and then there's like a six. Yeah, but what's one. the what's the difference in each tier? Like, what do you get? Like 
there's coaching, 30 minute blah blah. Oh, okay. You know, okay. like each two, there's, added, there's right, add okay, on okay. benefits to each the more money you provide. Right? So now there's like a membership for I guess the better to do black and brown families to guide you through this independent school application. And let's not even talk about the cost of these schools, right? right. Mm-hmm. 40, 50 grand tuition a year for kindergarten? Right? Like what? Yeah, start young. So now I'm just like, oh my god! So that when they get to college, they don't talk about, oh my god, it's too hard. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, I'm 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 gonna be strict with my my baby, but my point is like, why am I freaking out for for pre-K? Yeah, right. Like, oh my god, I gotta get her tested. I have an alarm set to look for the gifted program. Right, like this is Mm -hmm. this is insane. But this is me, a mom who was a product of this. You know, I'm fortunate to be of the gifted programs in like a specialized high school, but you know, where I live, it's the nicer part of the city. But still, doesn't, but still, yeah. the public school system is not at a hundred percent. But the, yet, the town over, where the houses start at one, two, three, four Million. mil, mm-hmm. the property taxes are insane. Is one of the top high schools or public school systems in the country, right? Literally, just down the street. But what I does it like take for me just, to live down the street? No, you should just like you know, get cool with like a neighbor from there and just use the address. There's, there's no, you don't. The neighbors, there's no cool with neighbors. They oh. barely have apartment buildings. Oh, you just bring them some some bread, <laughs> like sugar, or baked something. bread. Yeah, like, bring, <laughs> bring an apple pie. Or, you know, like they do in those. Um, but the point is, like, yeah, like, un- like, adulting now is like okay. Let alone, let's just talk about paying my student loans. Now I got to think about the decision of where I live because that's going to impact mm-hmm. my baby's future. That's that's a mind, mm. you know? A mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. You're just making it harder for me to, like, don't think about don't having kids. It. Don't think too hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna, a wonderful experience. It is. You're just gonna have to do it. It's tough. <laughs> but I want to take it back to like this 1999 article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So and it's crazy because again, it's still true to this day. More and more students are sent to school ill because working parents can't stay at home with them. Mm-hmm. Visits to the nurse are rising 20 percent per year in some states. Adolescent behavior is becoming more and more provocative, and that made me LOL a little bit. Parents spend less time with their children and assert less authority over them and are themselves less respectful of the school's authority Mm -hmm. and much more likely to challenge its decisions. These and other negative trends, trends that occur among families from all socioeconomic levels, make students harder to reach and teach. They make it more difficult to raise scores even when the schools adopt new standards and improve instructions. So all that to say, you st- you need home training. Yeah, I'm think that was a thought too. Like just homeschooling. It's gonna- oh no. No. <laughs> no 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 because then- the, it's the village, right? Exactly. Like, it's the school and the parents, like oh, okay. the you know that needs to- <laughs> home training. Homeschooling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, like that's even harder, right? Because mm-hmm. now you have to detach yourself from the role of a parent to the role of an instructor. I mean, a parent is an instructor. But, like, academically. Right. Oh. I mean, but you teach your child stuff at home. I mean, yeah, we go over, like, sight like sight words, how to read, how to trace. But that's not, like, I'm not 
by no means. Yeah, this but is yeah, because they have a block set of hours per day to like do that. Like sure. teacher. <laughs> no, you send them to to learn, and then you bring them, and then they come back to you. Like if That's you're not... the parent that you have to like set aside, it would be hard. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, that was. A... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I agree that the whole parent and teacher That's, at the same yeah. time. Is I mean, tough. and God bless anyone who's able to do that successfully, but that, that to me is is hard. Yeah, it seems hard. But that's the thing also with the whole reading thing, right? You could do that at home with your child, right? Mm. But when it gets to a certain level of math, I hear a lot like parents are like, I don't do it that way or I don't remember that. So yeah, the support you get, right, at home matters. Yeah, that's true. And which one are is most likely to be uh, taught or helped with at home is going to be reading mm. over math. Right. So it's also that part of it is like parents, you know, parents, parental, I guess, um, level of level of education. Mm. Right. Is it makes a huge difference. Right. Can you help your child with their homework? But even like me, right. uh, With the doctorate level of education, with how this is the way taught, I might as well (laughs) start over. Yeah. Our, I'm gonna send them to like our, Kumon um, or something. Cause... Are schools um, are they still doing the like virtual program or no? Or no? So schools are back in session. Okay. Um, but the other thing also is that there are a lot of vacancies, right? So yes. some schools are like, we don't have enough teachers, so we have to go virtual some days. That's oh how gosh. schools are. You know, some of the schools are. We don't have the. We can't have students in a school and not have the adults Mm. to be able to be in that school for them so therefore virtual is now becoming like is is a result of the teacher shortage so teacher teacher shortage yes nationwide it i would i'm not surprised (laughs) right like you don't treat them well you don't pay them well and it's like my my cousin left teaching and now she's a virtual assistant in medicine Right, because teachers have uh, amazing skill and death set. Left, left yeah, teaching. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, they've acquired an excellent mm-hmm. skill set that can be applied to different fields. Right. Mm-hmm. So why not? Right. Like, I remember my mom told me this guy died on the job because he's so stressed of a heart attack. So I don't know, but it's looking grim out there. Yeah. So, um, not to be a Debbie Downer, <laughs> <laughs> but the youth need help, mm-hmm. and so do our dear teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a fact. So, what should our random act of kindness be? What do you think, Mrs. A, is something worthwhile that will actually make an impact in the educational system um, that I, humble right. listeners can <laughs> contribute to? I mean, I think that if you are an adult and you know a young child, like even just spending time with them, right, is something that makes a huge difference. There are Mm. children that go home to empty houses, Mm. right, because their parents are working or things like that. Like just be be a figure in a child's life is one simple thing that you can do to like really make a child feel like they're loved, feel cared Mm. for, feel like there's somebody there that really, you know, is in like 
invested that cares, in them. Right? Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's what I would say. I also want to add, you know, take a minute and show some appreciation for our teachers. I mean, I don't know if you guys really appreciate a thank you note, but you know, some lunch would be nice. Yeah, an apple. <laughs> no. no. Absolutely not. We're far beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. A gift card. Stop. An right. apple, apple gift card. card. Okay. All right, that's fair. You know, donate supplies, volunteer mm-hmm. for a career day, you know, name, do something, right? Because... Our our teachers and our educational system are on the brink of a collapse, mm-hmm. and you know these are we got to rely on the, the the future generations, and if they're not even like adding well, the future generation is complaining about courses being too hard. Oh lord, oh gosh! <laughs> and I found the movie. Okay, oh. okay. <laughs> so it's called the Adjustment Bureau. With Matt Damon and Emily, oh, sounds familiar. Emily so, Blunt, yeah. such a good movie. So, quick synopsis. So, uh, it says, just as in the brink of a winning, just in the brink of winning a Senate seat, seat, politician, blah blah blah. Matt Damon meets a ballerina, and then some mysterious men conspire to keep him away from her. And then he knows about this and like does things to try and change fate basically like he sees her on a bus and she's on the bus and then um he tries to like always be at the bus stop to like see her again mm. like try to like you know make his own fate understood so yeah that's okay. that's mm-hmm. me kind of cool mm. all right see you at the bus stop yeah <laughs> we'll see you guys <laughs> next, next episode, episode. <laughs> thank you mrs a we appreciate you thank you all that you do yes best of luck thank you i hope you continue teaching okay. <laughs> i hope so too get her apple get <laughs> yes oh that would be great or maybe grubhub <laughs> or like uber eats or something Any- yeah anything show your appreciation yes all right with that kind folks hasta luego see bye. you next time bye bye, bye.